Hi, it's Dwyer. It is Monday, January 31st, 2022. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, I just watched the Makabu versus Enchunu fight, the cruiserweight title fight. That was razor close. Right, folks, that was a split decision for Makabu. One judge had Mchunu winning the fight. Well, after watching this fight, a fight that Makabu won according to the scorecards, I'm not so sure. Right, I thought this fight could have gone either way. This wasn't a location fight because the fight was in Ohio. No, rather, this was a status fight. Makabu comes in the ring as the champion. He won the first fight. By the way, he was losing the fight until Mchunu gets stopped, right? And Kabu comes in with the aura of the winner of the first fight, and I believe that's what carried him. Because certainly, in terms of form, let's just say I thought counterpunching Mchunu kept it together a lot better than Makabu, right? But Enchumu was very committed to counterpunching, didn't lead enough. That left the door open for the higher volume Makabu. But let's just say the purpose of this video is to publicly change my mind on the Canelo-Makabu fight. After watching this fight, I believe Canelo beats Makabu, can take his cruiserweight title. Let me point out that Makabu gets tired in this fight in a way that Arthur Perturbiev doesn't, that Dmitry Bevel doesn't, that Joe Smith doesn't. I believe all three of those men would pose a bigger challenge to Canelo than 34-year-old Makabu. Let me point out to, so you know where I stand. I think Canelo beats Jamal Charlo at 168 pounds if he wants to. Right? I believe that Canelo at this stage, even though in my opinion he's 0-2 against this fighter, I believe at this stage, Canelo at 168 would beat Golovkin, right? Understand, Golovkin has taken great pains not to fight at 168 pounds. Golovkin also is older. Golovkin has been inactive. That second fight, Canelo figured out that Golovkin was vulnerable to the body. Canelo also figured out that he needed to fight Golovkin on his front foot, not his back foot, and that he needed to crowd Golovkin. Right? I would take Canelo over Golovkin at this point in their careers. I believe Canelo loses, one man's opinion, to David Benavides. Right? Benavides is physically bigger than Canelo. I wonder how Benavides makes 168. Benavides is a master inside, and he hits hard, folks, 
right? I would take Benavides over Canelo. But I want people to realize that five years from now, if Canelo picks the right next fight, all we're going to be remembering is that Canelo, who's already won a share of the light heavyweight title in the past by beating Kovalev, went on to cruiserweight and beat Makabu. Let's talk about why I feel that way. Right, first let me point out that on my site, gamblersadvisory.com, I used to have a video of Canelo sparring with Frank Sanchez, the unbeaten heavyweight. Right, Canelo's holding his own. Canelo is a blessed puncher. He had the punch at 175 pounds when he stopped Kovalev, right, stopped him. Right, Canelo has the fight style that was much more efficient than Anthony Yard's fight style against Kovalev when Yard got stopped. Right, in the Canelo-Kovalev fight, Kovalev, who's a big puncher, right, huge puncher, a guy who I quite frankly thought beat Andre Ward in their first fight. Right? Kovalev was the one backing up. Kovalev was the one respectful of Canelo's punching power. Well, here, in the Mkunu fight, what I want you to do is, as you watch the fight between two southpaws, Makabu is a southpaw, I want you to focus on Makabu's defense on his right side. Right? Understand, Makamu's jab hand, the one he's using to throw jabs against Enkunu, is the hand he would need for defense to block Canelo's left hook. Right? What I want people to do, too, is to notice the height of Enkunu. Right, folks? Canelo is roughly the same height as the opponent who just pushed Makabu to the distance. The opponent who just won on the scorecards of one of the judges. In other words, Mkunu's lack of height didn't prevent him from winning several of the rounds. In other words, Mkunu's jab hand, his right, isn't the kind of sledgehammer jab. It's not a Larry Holmes jab. It's not a Vladimir Klitschko jab. It's not the kind of sledgehammer jab. Lawrence O'Coley, let's call him out, right? Because he's a cruiserweight, just like Makabu, right? It's not a Lawrence O'Coley jab. Let's just say Mkumu was able to get inside on Makabu. He was able to tire Makabu out. And, of course, he's focused on counterpunching. So understand, you don't have the stiff right jab from Makabu that would keep Canelo outside. Canelo almost certainly, like Nkumu, 
would be able to get up close to Makabu. Right? Then he'd be able to find openings because Makabu doesn't part the hand. He's not a boxer who is defensively adept on his right side, his non-dominant hand, right? He's throwing jabs. He's pulling them back lazily. You'll notice at times his hands are low. He even bends in the pocket. This is the mistake Razor Ruddick made against Lennox Lewis. He even bends in the pocket at times to throw that left hand to the body and you notice he's wide open. I mean, wide open. Picture my hand down here throwing a body shot. I'm wide open against a guy who has an excellent left hook. Right, folks? It's a problem. It is a problem. I think Canelo, who has better defense than Mkunu. By the way, you'll notice Mkunu, from the opening bell, has his hands down around his waist. This is the rematch, folks. After fighting Makabu the first time, here in the rematch, Mkunu understood that even with his hands low, Makabu didn't have the kind of offensive skills to cut him up up top. Just didn't. Closer investigation reveals that Makabu in his last four fights has had, has had three go the distance. And in the one fight that he wins by KO, the Duro de la fight, I know I'm butchering names here, he was losing that fight on the scorecards at the time of the KO. I'm just telling you in this fight, he gets tired to me in a fight where guys needed the later rounds to win the fight. Makabu could not step on the gas in any kind of sustained manner. So if I'm Canelo, I understand that in the moment, you have different groups, right? You have the Charlo group. Their man's unbeaten. Their man wants to prove himself. Everyone in boxing outside of the heavyweight division wants the kind of payday that fighting Canelo generates. I get that there's the Golovkin crowd. There are many people like me out there who believe Golovkin won the two fights, who believe the first fight is an absolute farce. Given that Golovkin was a historical heavyweight, when you look at the number of defenses, and given the fact that we all know that first fight wasn't a draw, <laughs> Canelo was struggling in that first fight. Canelo was getting cuffed around. All you have to do is look at the two guys at the end of the first fight. I know there's a Golovkin crowd out there that wants their man to get the shot. And, of course, for the boxing purists, you've heard Mike Tyson talk about this fight. 
You've heard Floyd Mayweather talk about this fight. There's a group out there, let me raise my hand here too, who believes that David Benavides would beat Canelo. But understand, of all the possible dance partners, and of course, you can imagine, there's a crowd at light heavy, right? Joe Smith, Bevel, Baturbiev, right? The last two unbeaten would be big matchups for Canelo, right? The idea would be, okay, player, I hear you had a share of our division's title at one time. Well, here I am. I have a share of the title right now. Let's find out together if you can really compete at light heavyweight, right? Because let's face it, Kovalev had some fights. The Alvarez fight. The first one, where he got blown out. The second Andre Ward fight, where it looked like his body was soft. But if you got inside and you started riddling him around the uh, belt area, he was going to fall apart. Right now, I understand. Canelo has a lot of possible dance partners. I'm just telling you the way memory works. Five years from now, people are going to say, can you believe that Canelo won the belts from this division to that division? Right? From, I believe it's 154. Tell me in the comment section if Canelo won the belt at 147. I know he earned a belt at 154 all the way up to cruiserweight. And understand what cruiserweight means. A guy who was the cruiserweight champion is now the heavyweight champion. People are going back in history. They're realizing he's not alone. David Hay was a heavyweight champion. Right? I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to highlight the fact that the great Ezra Charles was more dominant at light heavyweight, killed a man, was afraid to fight another light heavyweight, goes up to heavyweight, ends up beating people like Joe Lewis, right? Or that Michael Spinks went up to heavyweight, fought an unbeaten heavyweight champion, longstanding Larry Holmes, took his title, beats him in the rematch, then fights Jerry Cooney. And doesn't just beat Cooney, he stops Cooney. So I'm just telling you, if Canelo can get to Cruiser and win a share of the title, who's to say that he might not venture into the heavyweight division and try some of the guys there? Right? Again, this is a guy who spars with Frank Sanchez. Andy Ruiz is part of Team Canelo, right? They all train together under Eddie Reynoso. You need to know the names. You need to understand this part of boxing, right? Andy Ruiz, of course, already has beaten Anthony Joshua, right? If Canelo has sparred, and I don't know the answer to this, but if he's sparred with Andy Ruiz, he's sparred with a guy with much faster hands than Makabu. So here's what I think happens if I'm Canelo. 
I understand that I am outside of the heavyweight division. I am the box office king. The crowd follows me when I'm fighting credible opponents. Right now, boxing purists, again, Tyson, Mayweather, right? They are circling guys who stylistically would give Canelo a hard time, right? David Benavides, they're like, okay, that's, that's a tough opponent for Canelo. How's Canelo going to handle Benavides in the pocket, throwing big-time hooks while maintaining defense, while pivoting? around the pocket, keeping the action going while riddling a guy's midsection. But that's not the public. The public's going to do the math. They're going to say David Benavides, 168. Jamal Charlo, for all he's done, 160. Golovkin, those first two fights were at 160. Cruiserweight, it's either 200 or 190, depending on the sanctioning body. Right? Understand, too, if Canelo were to win the Cruiserweight Championship, and if he didn't want to quite go up to heavyweight, even though Cruiserweight is right around, well, it's close to what Joe Fraser weighed when he hops in the ring the first time against Ali. Look it up. Right, even though Roy Jones didn't weigh more than cruiserweight when he won his share of the heavyweight title. But let's say Canelo wants to, you know, take his time. If you can call a guy who shows up at 168 and wins, <laughs> unifies in four fights, who, while doing that, jumps up to light heavyweight and annexes that division. Right? If Canelo goes up to Cruiser and wins the Cruiserweight title, he can try out Bridgerweight. That new division between Cruiser and heavyweight before going all the way to heavyweight. Well, he has the perfect opponent here. He has a guy who's older, 34 who gets tired in fights, who, and I understand that Dimitri, let me butcher another name, Kuyasov fight. Makabu looked dominant. But what I want people to do is to go back further and look at him against Tony Bellew, who beat the daylights out of him. Fight's competitive. Bellew gets him over by the side of the ropes. Good night, Irene. He could not take... Tony's power. Right, folks? Let me repeat. Canelo is one of the hardest punchers in the sport, pound for pound. Canelo's left hook. And don't get me wrong, Canelo has a right hand. It's just that I feel the left hook is the tool that will dismantle Makabu. Right, Canelo's left hook lines up perfectly with a guy who's defensively lackadaisical on the right side of his body. 
Let me also point out, too, that Makunu lands uppercuts, multiple uppercuts, against Makabu. You know, Canelo, who's shorter, and that's an advantage, might be able to get underneath Makabu. Land body shots, wilt him, start coming up top, start landing uppercuts. Then when Makabu starts covering his body because he's been hit with body shots, when he leaves his head wide open, then Canelo can close the show. Understand, too, we've seen Canelo against some movers, haven't we? Caleb Plant, the last fight. Plant is moving. Canelo has to be on his front foot to catch up to Plant. Canelo will think it's Christmas when he's facing Makabu, who from the opening bell is going to try to find him. Right? Canelo has dealt with complicated guys who have ring coverage. I believe it's much harder to deal with Golovkin's long-distance unorthodox punches than it is to deal with Makabu's belabored way to get in the pocket. So if I'm Canelo, I understand that boxing purists want me to fight Charlo, Benavides, Golovkin. History, though, is going to want him to fight the cruiserweight champion. I've changed on this fight. I just watched a fight where Makabu was fighting a shorter guy. The shorter guy looked better to the point where one of the ring announcers during the fight keeps saying, and, and Chunu just looks fresher to me. At the end of the fight, the minute the bell rings for the 12th round, the guy says, yeah, I gave Mchunu this fight. Right? Think about that. I know Makabu, as most big men would be, is insulted by the idea that some dude who isn't even fighting at light heavyweight, right? Canelo's last fight was 168. Thinks he could gain a bunch of weight. And understand, there's a lot of weight gap between light heavy and cruiser. Right? The idea that Canelo thinks he can come up to cruiser and in his first fight at Cruiser, fight and beat a champ, probably has Makabu thinking, you've got to be kidding. A good big man beats a good little man. I don't think that's the case here. I thought Makabu was fortunate to be awarded the fight against Mchunu. Right? <laughs> Let me just say, too, <laughs> at the end of the fight, Makabu walks over to and Judo to give him a hug, and Chumu pushes him away. He doesn't like Makabu, right? You can imagine, and Chumu must be livid right now. I'm guessing many of you saw the fight and thought and Chumu won the fight. Let's just say the Makabu performance really wasn't top shelf. It was belabored. He wasn't sudden. Right, when he threw the left hand, he left himself open for counters, right? He's throwing these big, looping left-hand shots at times. And understand, 
They aren't done the right way because after he throws it, he's still around M. Chunu. Right? You, you just got the feeling that if he threw that and missed against a Ray Leonard or someone like that, and let's remember, Ray Leonard wins the light heavyweight title, granted at a catch weight. But you just got the feeling that if this guy was fighting, let's say, an A-level fighter, he might get dusted off. Right? With some of these big looping shots where he's defenseless after throwing it. Right? So, if I were advising Canelo, I would say, look, I understand the critics. I understand the people who want you to fight Demetrius Andre, another guy, unbeaten. Right? There are a lot of fighters who Canelo hasn't fought, even though I tip my hat to Canelo for the quality of the opposition he has fought. Right? This is a guy who fights the fights. Right? Not just Golovkin, but Danny Jacobs at 160. Not just unbeaten Callum Smith, but unbeaten Billy Joe Saunders. Right? You know, unbeaten Caleb Plant at 168 pounds. Right? You saw... Kovalev destroy Anthony Yard. Canelo destroyed Kovalev. Kovalev ends that fight on the canvas. Doesn't he? Right? Fights close up until that point, in my opinion. But the ending is emphatic, isn't it? Right? So here, if Canelo pivots and takes on the cruiserweight champion and beats the cruiserweight champion. Let me just say a couple of things here. Number one, just the announcement of the fight, in my opinion, would deliver a sellout. Right? A lot of people are then going to look at Canelo and they're going to realize, my God, this guy's been going through weight classes. Right? Number two, if he beats Makabu, People are then going to realize that, wow, this guy beat a guy, a cruiserweight champ who had multiple title defenses. Right? At that point, Canelo, who's in his 30s himself, although he's younger than Makabu, could decide if he even wants to continue his boxing career. At this point, money isn't the issue. Right? Don't get me wrong. Canelo wants to get paid for his fights. Right? He's the one risking his life out there. He's the one risking his health out there. He wants to get paid fairly. And at his level, the market level is high. The price is high. Okay, that's fair. Right? But if Canelo decided, you know what? You know, I'm married with kids. Um, I've been fighting my whole life. Uh, I'm in my 30s now. It's time to enjoy what I've earned. Right? No one's going to begrudge him. You already know he's a boxing Hall of Famer. Right? So, with all due respect to the many out there, right? The Charlos, the Andres, the Benavideses, the Golovkins, 
the Joe Smiths, the Dimitri Beevils, the Baturbius. Right? If I'm Canelo, I pick Makabu, in part because he's an easier fight, certainly, than any of the light heavyweights. Right? Understand that division should be out there advertising uh, Energizer Bunny batteries. Right? All three of those guys are high action. Canelo's thinking to himself, okay, well, how can I maximize legacy while reducing risks? I believe the answer is by annexing another division. Let me also point out that if he's successful, he has another option. You heard me mention Lawrence Acoli. There's also Maris Breedis. Maybe Canelo gets to Cruiser and says, hey, I want to see if I can clean out this division. <laughs> right? I'm not saying he beats those two guys. But let's just say he has the cojones to actually try. Right? So, if I'm Canelo, especially after looking at this fight between, Makab between Makabu and Mkunu, right? I'm looking at Makabu's inconsistent defense on his right side. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if I come in at a certain angle, if I come in on that right side, and he gets a little bit sloppy, I have my defense up, unlike Mkumu, who even with his hands low the entire fight, wins on one of the judges' scorecards. Right, Canelo must be thinking, man, if I'm on my front foot, not always on my back foot, like Nkunu, right? Maybe I can tire this guy out even more. Maybe a few well-placed body shots with my punching power might deplete him even further. Maybe all I have to do is wait him out. So when he starts to get tired and that right hand starts to drop, I can just throw the same kind of left hook on the temple that practically ended the Golovkin fight. Excuse me, not the Golovkin fight, the Kovalev fight. Right? As you may recall, the left hook put Kovalev into semi-unconsciousville. And then Canelo ended that fight with the straight right. If you want to look at the footage, just go to gamblersadvisory.com and look it up. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. If you have other fights that you think Canelo should fight, if you think I'm overlooking some people here, or if you feel that I'm giving a Benavides too much credit, a Joe Smith, a Bevel, a Baturbiev too much credit, or if you feel I'm not giving Makabu enough credit, tell us about it in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.